Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, the place to come to learn new perspectives, tools, and techniques for creating your best, most extraordinary life. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. I'm a mindset shifter, a peace warrior, and a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching here in the Denver, Colorado area. I am so excited about today's episode. I have been currently dealing with a hardship in one of my relationships. And so today I want to talk about the three ways right now. So it's like a one, two, three step kind of um, process for you to get freedom and for you to feel empowerment in any relationship that you might feel conflict or you might feel stuck or you might feel that there is like something between you and that person that matters to you. So as everyone knows, relationships are challenging. You know, it's two people trying to coexist together, whether this is in professional relationships, friendships, or intimate relationships. Each one of them at some point in time is going to present all of us with a conflict or a challenge. It's just the nature of relationships. It's the, it's the nature of joining two things to create one sort of outcome. So what is the point of relationships? I would like to like really pose this deep question of what would your life be without your relationships? What would your life be without your relationships? Would you have a life without your relationships? I sat with this question before making this episode. I like really sat and I thought about what would my life be like without my relationships? And after sitting for about 20 minutes, I really realized that I couldn't think of a single thing that would have happened in my life without the people in it without the people that have been a part of it, like nothing in my life would have happened without the people in my life. So pretty much I came to realize that literally my life is my relationships, my relationship with my family, my friends, my partner, my relationship with my clients, my relationship even with like in small ways with the people that work at the cafes that I go and work at or the people that check me out at my local grocery store, the people that live or walk around the street near my home, the people that I share my apartment building with. It's all the people, people, people. Like my entire life is created because of these relationships. Yet what I've noticed is that many of us live in a constant state of chaos and turmoil in our relationships. And then we wonder why 
our life feels challenging or feels like a struggle. So like if we only have a life because of the relationships in our life and these relationships are chaotic or or tumultuous, then it doesn't really surprise me that so many people are feeling challenged in their life. And I want to say that we are born into relationships. Our lives then, so like our lives are created by the people we know, the people who hire us, the people we fall in love with. And let's not forget, truly, like the most important relationship of all, the relationship we have with ourself, the self that has been crafted by every single moment of our past. There is a self that we believe to be us and we have a relationship with that self. So I have another question. What would be possible if all of your relationships were peaceful and life-giving? including the relationship you have with yourself. What would be possible if all of your relationships were peaceful and life-giving? Or we could say it another way, healthy and thriving. What would be possible for your life? What would your romantic relationship look like? What would your friendships look like? What would your work, your career look like? What would your business look like? What would be possible And as you get in touch with what would be possible, I think it would be wise of us to define what a peaceful and life-giving relationship would actually look like. Like what would, what would the ingredients be for a peaceful and life-giving or a healthy and thriving relationship? And I have like a few of my own. Like a few of my own is like honesty, unconditional love, deep understanding, compassion, communication, curiosity, patience, forgiveness. Those are a few that I came up with. But for you, what would it look like? Like, How would you define a peaceful, life-giving relationship? Like, How would you know that you were in a peaceful and life-giving relationship? What would the ingredients be for that type of relationship for you. So as you begin to see and form what would be possible and what it would actually take to have these types of relationships... Then I want to start going into then why are we always stuck in fear or stuck in blame or resentments or hurt feelings or maybe confusion about the status of our relationships or or caught and stuck in the judgments that we have around the people that we care most about. Like what makes us stuck in these things? If If our lives are our relationships... 
and we've gotten kind of in touch with what could be possible for our lives if we had really healthy relationships. And we began to kind of define what a quote-unquote healthy relationship would look like or what ingredients it would have in it. Then why does it seem so hard and challenging to actually have that and maintain that? To, to like continue to have those ingredients in the relationships that we care most about. And I just want to start by creating a picture for you. And it's from the very beginning of our lives here, we actually are driven by fear and confusion. So the fear that we feel in relationships, like the fear to be vulnerable or the fear to be truly ourselves or the fear to forgive someone because they might hurt us again or the fear to like accept someone fully, that actually that fear started from the day we were born. And I want you to think about our birth. So before we're born, we're kind of like in this delicious bubble of water. We're being fed. We're being kept warm. We're completely protected. And we're being dreamed about and loved on before we're even out of the womb. So we're in this like almost like warm, homey bubble of water. Then boom, you are thrown into a bright room full of people staring at you. If you aren't crying, then you're being spanked so that you cry and that's even if you had like an, an easy birth. Let's say that you didn't even have an easy birth and you're stuck in this like tunnel being like stuck in these contractions, right? While someone is screaming on the other end. And then once you're actually born, maybe that takes five hours. Maybe that takes 27 hours. So you're spanked and then people are like poking and prodding you. People are shoving things up your nose to make sure your airways are good. And then they like put, they're putting stuff in your mouth. They're making you like, they're making you like shove a boob into your mouth. And then they're rubbing you down all roughly. And then you're laying in this like lit up by fluorescent light room, you know, like you can't really even see and you're freezing. Right? And you're not being held. You're just laying in this thing as people clean you and poke and prod you and you're freezing. And this is how we start our life. And then we wonder why we as humans are walking around completely stuck in fear. We can't figure out why we can't change or why things feel so challenging and hard. And we are taught from the very beginning that life is scary and that we can't trust anyone. We are born into fear, and fear is what drives us from the moment we are born. So we're this, like, fearful being walking around. And not, like, that's just our birth, plus everything else, right? Our past breakups, our past belief systems that have made us fearful, um, trauma, like all of these things later on top of us. And then we're adults, and then we try to add other people into the mix of our lives, whether it's professionally or personally. And they, I just want to say, are just as terrified as you are. So we try to combine two terrified humans walking around in fear 
And then we wonder why relationships feel hard. And it's funny because when I like, I keep replaying this image and I keep getting in touch with like the society with which we're born into. And honestly, it kind of just makes me laugh. Like it's just laughable. It's ridiculous. And we are hard on ourselves and we're hard on other people. And we wonder why life feels so hard. And, you know, for people that listen to my podcast, you know that I'm making this podcast for a reason. Um, I mostly make all of my podcasts based on my own personal life. And I am currently, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm currently in a fight with one of my closest friends. And to me, as I'm going through this fight with her, the whole thing just feels ridiculous. And people who really, really know me, like, know that, like, I don't really fight. I'm kind of a peacemaker, unless I might be dating you, which is, like, a different story. But um, I don't, I'm not really a fighter. And so yesterday was kind of, like, the climax of our struggle. We have stopped talking via text, really, or phone. We have gone to email because I sent an email because I thought that I could, like, communicate most effectively via email. And so emails were shared with, like, kind of, like, truth and hurt and judgments. And I was the first to send an email just because, like, I felt like I had all this stuff on my mind and I really wanted to share it and be honest. And then a response came in. And the response was, you know, similar to my email. It was, um, it was kind, but it shared a lot of like hurts and judgments. And so I sat with the response from my friend. And then yesterday I sent a response. And I felt yesterday I was like, I was like just really dedicated to our friendship. I was truly committed to like who I wanted to be in the friendship. And I was committed to really like, kind of starting fresh and new and like letting go of like all of the things that we have been letting drive our friendship. And so I sent this like what I felt was like a heartfelt and like rooted in my truth email that was kind of like putting all the drama aside. And I sent it and what happened is that it got met with resistance. And so I got this, I got a text saying like, okay, I read the email and, you know, I'm going to need a while to process that. And I don't know why, but that text like pissed me off. All of these thoughts and stories and assumptions arose so what I did is I just like pulled up my computer and I started writing this other email. And this one was not as nice. This one was like a pissed off email. It was like all about that I'm like sick of the drama. I'm sick of her being mad at me about nothing. Like that I didn't even care if we were friends anymore because I just like this was so stupid and I was sick of it. And I went on to describe like how I never get mad at her and she gets to live in peace around me because I'm so chill. But I walk on eggshells like every day in this relationship because she's always mad at me. <laughs> so I like read this whole email. And before I hit send, I was like really told kind of by my intuition to meditate because I was like kind of in this whirlwind. And something that I try to practice is like, 
is to understand that my whirlwind is actually reaction. And so like, like anytime I feel slightly out of control or I feel like deep, deep anger, like I'm highly clear that like something has been triggered and I'm in like reaction mode. I'm not actually like being who I truly am. So I kept getting this intuition, like sit in meditation, sit in meditation. So I sat and I sat for quite a long time and I just decided that I was going to allow myself to feel upset and to actually feel all of the things that I had just written in this email. And to actually feel those things without having to change them or judge them. Just let them be my experience right in that moment. And when I first sat, I noticed that my face was really tense and like my stomach was tense. And then slowly as I sat, like everything began to soften. And then like the sweetest thing happened. (laughs) So I was like sitting and I was all tense. And then I like noticed I was like, oh, I feel more relaxed. And then I just began laughing. I was laughing at how ridiculous I was being and how I was being everything that I was actually accusing her of being. I was mad at her for no good reason, right? I was being dramatic. And I realized that at that moment I had two options. I could send the email and feel like I was sharing my truth. Like, right? Like this truth that's like just reactive truth. It's not truth. Like it's just reaction. It's like my feelings in my reaction. Or... I could love her and I could love myself and I could laugh at how ridiculous and how hilarious the human condition is. And so this is what I did. I just allowed like the, e- the first email I had sent that was loving and kind to be the email. And like this is what we do as humans. We make everyone else wrong and we make ourselves right. And we judge people for being a certain way. And then we act the exact way that we're judging other people for being. And it's just hilarious. It's ridiculous. And in my meditation, that became super clear to me. So I want to ask then, if this is how we are, if this is how we are in the world, then how do we have healthy relationships in this crazy world? How do we actually do relationship differently? How do we do relationships in like a healthy, thriving, peaceful, life-giving way? And I want to suggest that if relationships are our lives, that to have healthy and peaceful relationships is actually to have a healthy and peaceful life. So I want this podcast to be an offering. And I want to say that this isn't absolute truth, that this is just a different perspective and a different way to approach the people in your life that you love and to approach the relationships that you are in that matter to you. So I want you to just take a moment. We're going to go through a quick exercise. I want you to take a moment and I want you to think about someone you love and that you deeply care about that you might have some sort of uneasiness with. Maybe a conflict, maybe there's a judgment, maybe there's fear, maybe there's withholding, whatever it is between you and that person. But just allow this person to arise. Allow yourself to see them in your mind. What are they wearing? See their face. Allow their energy to enter the space. Maybe their smell to enter the space. Like allow them to come into this present moment. And as you see them and look at them 
I want you to imagine just for a moment that this is your last day on earth. That you know right now that you're going to die tomorrow. And in this new knowledge that today is your last day on earth, how would you like to show up with this person? How would you like to treat them? What would you like to say to them? What would your last day in this physical relationship with this person look like? Would you be loving? Would you say you're sorry? Would you forgive them? Would you hug them? Would you share with them what they mean to you? Would you create connection by sharing with them what's going on in your life? Who you are? And now think of this said conflict. Think of this wedge, this thing that is between you and this person. And ask yourself, if I were to die tomorrow, does this conflict actually matter? Is this conflict worth spending my last day on earth, angsty, angry, not in peace, distant from someone I love, Is it truly worth it to hold on to this conflict? Would it be worth it for you to choose something different? To choose to spend your last day on earth in peace, full of forgiveness, And in deep connection with the person that you care about and a person that matters to you. My favorite definition of forgiveness is simply moving from fear to love. That comes from A Course in Miracles. When we move from fear to love, a forgiveness happens. And they talk about in A Course in Miracles that it's like a selective remembering. It's choosing to remember all of the good things about this person Before maybe the conflict happened. It's choosing to remember all of the greatness and all of the love. And to let go of the conflict or the thing that has created conflict. And I want to suggest that you take a moment and you remember who this person is. Who this person truly is that is underneath this upset. Upsets become veils. They become like uh, smoke clouds. 
They simply have us forget who this person truly is. It's just smoke. It's just a veil. And Johann Wolfgang von Goethe says it so beautifully. He says, treat people as if they were what they ought to be. And you help them to become what they are capable of being. Treat people as if they were what they ought to be. And you help them to become what they are capable of being. This is not how we tend to do life. We tend to treat people how they treat us. We live like it is an eye for an eye. And we live as if darkness drives out darkness. We do this as we sit on our couches and watch the news. Right? So we we treat people how they treat us. If you don't treat me right, I'm not going to treat you right. And then we sit on our couches and we watch the news and we wonder why war is happening in the world. And we wonder why there are race marches and race riots happening right in our backyards. But we aren't willing to do things differently in our closest relationships or the relationships that mean the most to us. So to do things differently, to try on something else, I want you to take a moment and I want you to go back to how you would treat them if this was your last day on earth. And I want you to choose like three words. Like if you knew this was your last day on earth and you were creating something new with this person that you love and that matter to you so that you could die in peace, I want you to choose like three words that you would be. So maybe it's kind, forgiving, loving. Maybe it's compassionate. Maybe it's fun and connective. And I want you to really feel these three words. And then I want you to choose in this moment, make a choice to show up that way with them. So in the first email I had sent to my friend, I had done this. I had done almost this exact exercise. And I was the three words I wanted to be. I was connective, I was sharing, and I was loving. Yet the moment it was met with resistance, I wanted to go back to like the eye for an eye. I wanted to drive out her darkness with darkness. I wanted to tell her all the things that she had done wrong. And let me just tell you, it doesn't work. Because I wrote out that email And after sitting, I just realized that that email was just my own darkness. And I will say this too, and this is like a side note. It did feel good to express those things in an email for myself so that I could get clear on what was going on with me, what judgments I was having around her, the way I was being. But she doesn't need to know any of that, right? Like those actually have nothing to do with her. They have to do with my own struggle and my own challenges. So I didn't send the email. I sat with my three words, connective, sharing, and loving. And I realized that someone who's connective, sharing, and loving would give her friend space 
like would give her friend the space that she requested and allow her friend to react how she needs to and process life how she needs to. And I knew in that moment that I did what I could. And the only thing that I knew would be drastically different than how we had been being. And I think so much of our lives is trying to create change by being the same way we have always been. And I want to say to create something new, you must start from nothing. You must start from something new. And I just love this picture. Like you can't paint a new painting on top of an old painting. So if you have a picture of Mona Lisa, paint a painting of Mona Lisa, and you paint something on top of it, you simply have a new painting on top of the Mona Lisa. To create something new, you actually have to start with something new. And me being connective, sharing, and loving was something new because it was like not how we had been being in our relationship and our friendship. And who you would have to be in order to show up in those three words that you created with that person just a few minutes ago. You might not recognize yourself. You might have to become a new version of yourself in order to show up that way. And I want to say that in moments when you show up differently, you are being the change that you desire in your life. You are being the change. And the truth is, is that we might die today. It's just the nature of life. It's impermanent. We don't know when our death is going to come. We don't know what's going to happen. But we live like we have our whole lives to create peace with, pe- with the people we love. We live as if we have forever to eventually be kind or loving or forgiving. But what if you don't? What if this is the only day you have left? And I deeply believe that the way we would live if we were going to die is our truest nature. I believe that the way we would live if we knew we were going to die is our truest nature. It is the nature that doesn't make up excuses. It's the nature that doesn't hold on to grudges. It's the nature that doesn't postpone living. To think about what you want to say to someone is not living in your life. It is living in your head. Your life is now. How you show up with the people you love is a choice you make now. We aren't promised tomorrow. It isn't in the months to come when you finally can forgive someone and then you'll call them and be loving. You have access to love and forgiveness now. Nothing happens in a later moment. Everything happens in the choices we make now. You simply choose to be loving now. You simply choose to say I forgive you now. You simply choose to say, I'm sorry now. You choose in the present moments. And then, like normal, what's going to happen is that the person's going to agitate you again. 
because they're close to you. They're in your life. You have past stuff that's going to arise with this person. So when in the next moment, when you get agitated with that person again, you simply do the same practice. You choose who you are in the world and in this relationship. We as human beings will drag our pasts into our future until it kills us. Or until we literally are on our deathbed and we realize that it just isn't worth it. It's not worth it to hold on to past judgments. It's not worth it to hold on to regrets. It's not worth it to hold on to um, things people have done to us. It's just not worth it. We realize that it's way more worth it to love. That it's way more worth it to be kind. That it's way more worth it to forgive and to say I'm sorry. And I have this like question come up with a lot of my clients. They're like, but how do you forgive? It's like forgiveness seems like this like far reaching concept. And I totally get that because I think like a lot of the things that people in this industry talk about just seem like concepts. And so I want to offer that forgiveness isn't as complicated as we make it out to be. Forgiveness isn't one moment when everything like goes away. We aren't in the men in black movie, you know, where they like push that thing and then like you forget everything that's ever happened to you. Like that's not actually reality. We have memories. And memories will arise in us. Memories of things like past hurts and then fear comes up with somebody. Maybe it's the same person. Maybe it's with somebody new. But forgiveness is simply a moment-by-moment choice. Every single moment of our life, we have a choice. And the choice to forgive is to simply let go and to choose love over fear. It's the choice to see past your upsets and your judgments. It's a choice to be those three words. To be kind, to be loving. You are not your past. You can let go of the chair that you're dragging around with you and you're bringing into every single relationship to help protect you. And you can choose in each moment who you are. And choice might to you seem hard it might also seem to you like a concept but I want to give you this offering you choose everything all the time every single moment you're making a choice you're choosing to go to that coffee shop you're choosing to buy that brand of jam you're choosing to walk this way home you're choosing to put on that set of clothing like every single moment you're actually making a choice 
And it's the same with relationships. You might have to practice choosing to be different in some relationships, but the more you practice, the more it will come easily to you. It's the same if like you wanted to maybe lose weight or something. You know that eating the same cake that got you to where you are isn't going to help you. And in moments, you choose something different other than the cake. It's the same with relationships. If the way you have been showing up isn't working and isn't creating peace and isn't life-giving, then in moments when you're with that person or you have a communication with that person, you simply choose something different. And you won't always get it right. And that's okay. That's not the point. The point is practicing choosing who you want to be rather than just being a reaction in the world. It's about choosing stuff that serves you and others and the world. It's about choosing the way of being that is actually of service. And then when you mess up, you simply say, I messed up. And then you go back to choosing who you actually want to be. You go back to choosing those three words. And you can tell like the action steps of choosing who you are in those three words, like how you would act if you were um, connective and sharing and loving are going to be very different than you reacting. And so it's like these three steps. It's super clear. First, you must, cl- you must be clear about how you want to be with other beings in the world. So you look at the person that you're having conflict with and you choose, like, what are the three ways I want to be? How do I truly want to be? If this was my last day on earth, how would I want to show up with this person? Would I want to be loving? Would I want to be kind? Or would I want to be mean and hold the grudge? Like, it's just getting super clear about what you want to be with that person. And then second, committing to practicing it. And practicing it, not because the other person is that way to you, but because how you show up actually creates your experience of life. So how you show up in life is what creates your experience of life. It doesn't matter how they respond. My friend didn't respond how I wanted her to. Yet I'm sitting here today making this podcast and I feel amazing. I feel free because I showed up the way that I really wanted to show up in the world. We can't control other people or how they react or how they show up. We can only control how we show up. And it's just an everyday practice, an every moment practice. It's a practice to not be reactive and to be in action in our life. It's a practice. And the last part is just simply when you mess up or show up differently than you want to. It's about just being honest and saying, wow, I showed up angry or distant with you and I'm really sorry. I love you and I'm committed to being connective and honest and loving or whatever your words are, right? And then you start new. Each moment we get the opportunity to start new. And each time you choose something different, you create a new world for yourself. Every time you create a new world for yourself, you create a new world for everyone in your life and everyone walking this earth. Every time you create something new, you do create a different life. 
So if our relationships are our life, then how we show up in our relationships will in fact be what gives us our experience of living. It will be what gives us our life. So if you show up reactive in your relationships, if you show up angry in your relationships, if you show up um, holding grudges in your relationships, that is going to be your life and it's going to be the experience of your life. But if you show up loving and kind and compassionate and forgiving and honest, then that will be the experience of your life. But I don't want you to just believe me. I want you to go out and try it. I want you to take on a relationship that matters to you. Why? Because your relationships are your life. And if you want the life you want, or if you want something different, like if you want a different experience of living in your life, then I want to offer to you to show up differently in the relationships that matter to you, especially the relationships that might at this moment feel um, like there's distance or there's some sort of conflict or there's something wedged between you and somebody that really matters to you. And so try it out. Try the steps first. Become clear about how you want to be with that person. So really do the practice around, like, if I was going to die tomorrow, how would I show up with this person? And then second, be committed to practicing it, no matter how the other person shows up. And then three, if you mess up, because we're going to, we're human. If you mess up, simply say, you know, dang it, I showed up distant again. And it's not what I'm committed to. I'm committed to practicing loving with you forever because life is short and both of us could die tomorrow. And just practicing that over and over again. And if you do it, tell me about it. Um, I want to hear from you. So you can email me at KimberlyEliseJohnson.com. That's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-A-L-L-Y-S-E Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N at gmail.com. You can also find me on my website. You can go to KimberlyCoaching.com and you can write me on my contact form. And, you know, I want to be a support for you. So a lot of times people listen to my podcast and then maybe they go out and try it and then they feel stuck. You can reach out to me. I would love to, um, you know, do an email back and forth to help get clarity or to hear your experience. Like that is such a gift to me. So go and create your life. Go choose who you are in the world versus letting the, like the world choose who you are. You guys are amazing and I love you and have an amazing week and I'll talk to you soon.